Hello and welcome to another episode of The Crypto Talk. I am your host, Ryan. Now, in today's episode, we'll be talking about the financial crisis of 2007 to 2008. Now, this financial crisis was one that many still don't quite understand. Many people still don't get how it happened, what happened exactly. So I'll try as much as possible to explain in detail what happened and what led to the financial crisis which affected the whole world. Now, financial crisis started off because of the housing bubble. Now, what was the housing bubble? It all starts from mortgages. Now, let's say someone wants to buy a house. Now, what the person does, this is in America, because I know in Nigeria, (laughs) you either have to like pay outrightly or, you know, you pay in installment. But then what the person usually does, which is called a mortgage, is the person would borrow hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, depending on the cost of the house. And you borrow hundreds of thousands of dollars from the bank and use the money to pay for the house. So the person borrows the money from the bank, uses the money to pay for the house and then the bank gets a piece of paper in return called the mortgage so the person who borrows the money from the bank to pay for the house now has to pay a portion of that money monthly plus interest so the bank breaks down the person's payments let's say the person borrows a hundred thousand dollars for example the bank can help the person break down that payment to a 12-month period or a two-year period which is a 24-month period where the person gets to pay a certain amount every month plus interest so the combined interest is the money the bank makes from lending that money so now what the bank now does in most cases in many cases what these banks do is they sell that mortgage so in a situation where the person that borrows the money and is supposed to be paying monthly returns to the bank stops paying whoever is whoever owns the mortgage at that point in time whoever is with that paper called mortgage now owns the house so if the bank lends money to this guy to pay for a house and then the person you know so the bank now holds the mortgage and then the person has to pay every month till he completes his payments for the house and then when the person defaults in payments and the person just suddenly stops paying the person with the mortgage let's say the bank at that point in time claims ownership of that house so when these banks sell these mortgages to people or to other banks whoever is with that mortgage at that point in time is the one that will claim ownership of that house or that property so this is how this is the this is a summary of the concept of mortgages and how it works so now what investors started doing was they were not making enough money they they needed a way to make more money and they were not making enough money from um the returns from investing in certain assets and all of that so they started throwing their money into the housing market because they felt they could get bigger and better returns from the interest that these homeowners were paying so they started trading money into the housing market so from the housing market they could make a ton of money 
So what the banks did was they created something called mortgage-backed securities. So what they'll do is they'll buy thousands and thousands of individual mortgages. So they buy thousands of these mortgages and then they bind it together and sell it in a pool to investors as stocks. So they buy thousands of these mortgages. Now the reason why they did this is so investors won't have to now be disturbing themselves. Let's say I buy 10 different mortgages for example i'll now have to be going house to house asking them oh have you made payments oh you've not made payments if you don't pay we'll take your house no none of that so what these banks just did was they just put all these mortgages together called them mortgage backed securities and then investors could buy shares of those mortgage backed securities so that way investors were now making money off of the interest that lenders you know paid for lending money to buy houses so this was essentially the entire housing market this was how investors were making money from the housing market and how people lend would lend money to buy houses so this was this continued for a period this continued for a while and home prices just started going up and up and up and because home prices kept going up investors felt like oh, okay this is this is really a great investment because i mean worst case scenario you don't make payments and if you lend money and you don't make payments we get your house back and if we get your house back then we can always sell the house at a higher price to another person that's interested in buying so it just obviously felt like an amazing deal i mean you let you borrow money from us and then you get to pay monthly with interest and at the point where you default in payment, we just take the house back. So investors saw this as a massive opportunity and they felt, oh, okay, just they train more money into it, into the housing market, you know, investing, investing, investing. But now the problem with it was normally what the banks do is they only lend money to people that, number one, are, have um, very good credit ratings. So they only lend these monies to people with good credit ratings and then secondly, they only lend money to people with a very good income. So these, these criteria were very necessary in making sure that whoever they were lending money to at that point in time was someone that had good credit ratings. So he had a, a good history of borrowing money and returning it. And then he had a good job, a good paying job. So you won't be borrowing a $10 million, whereas you earn like $50 monthly. I mean, when are you going to finish paying up? You see, so these were things that these were qualities that the banks or the lenders normally check before lending out money to borrowers. So before lending out money to people that wanted to borrow money to buy houses. But then because of the influx of investors i mean a lot of investors were trooping into the housing market it just looked like an obviously great deal you see it, it just seemed like a win-win situation for everybody for the investors majorly so a lot of investors now started trooping in with their money trying to um, buy more of this mortgage-backed securities so i mean it was looked like a great investment so what the banks now started doing the banks and these lenders normally instead of them to only lend to people with good ratings they now started lending to people with you know not good enough ratings now these are called subprime mortgages so people that were didn't even have 
the required ratings at that point in time they still lend they, they still would lend money to them you see i mean a lot of investors were trooping in many of them needed these mortgage-backed securities but banks didn't have enough mortgage-backed securities because they ran out of mortgages and so they just had to find people that wanted houses and just you know lend money to them get these mortgages back and um, put it up together and sell to investors so it was just like a very very clean deal i mean you keep wondering okay eh, if we borrow them the money i mean they must pay you see so they just have started <laughs> borrowing money to even people that didn't have um good credit ratings and people that you know didn't even have enough income to suffice i mean you see people someone maybe working in a strip club or someone that doesn't have a good job or something not earning really really well and then the person is um maybe with three or four houses and you're wondering how are you going to pay off all of this you see so people just started getting houses and getting loans and it just became a very 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 big situation but these banks and these institutions didn't didn't really see it early enough it felt like a great business deal it felt like everybody was winning and if you don't pay we take your house and we obviously sell it to another person because many people needed houses and the housing prices were increasing drastically so then people now started defaulting in their payments people couldn't afford to pay people couldn't keep up with the payments and then they just defaulted and there were so many defaults now the plan was okay when people default they get back the houses and obviously resell to someone else but it now became a problem where more people were defaulting and they had more houses than they could sell so there was very high supply with no demand like zero to none demand and this now led to the burst of the housing bubble because they felt oh, okay prices would keep going up because people would always want houses they didn't consider the fact that if prices go up to a point where people cannot afford these houses then nobody would want to buy a house because they can't afford to buy a house and so that led to the bust of the housing bubble and everything just came crashing down now the reason why this led to the financial crisis why this affected every other sector was because i mean mega billions in investor money was invested into the housing market and is the housing market if the housing market is affected i mean it affects ev almost everybody because people have to live somewhere you know and all of that so it affected the economy drastically it affected every single thing banks required bailouts several banks declared bankruptcy over 500 banks it was it, it was massive it was really really bloody <laughs> people lost their jobs people lost their homes people lost their careers the economy crumbled it literally crumbled because everything was just tending to zero it was really really bad in fact when me people were making tremendous money from the housing market even traders also invented something called cdos collateralized debt obligations i mean everybody was just trading money into the housing market it just felt like it would yield money money would keep coming in and all of that and so it was really bad when the housing bubble burst and everything was just tending to zero everything was crumbling and crashing and a lot of money 
here and there, people losing money in billions of dollars, banks declaring bankruptcy here and there. We had Lima Brothers and Ben and Stens. It was just crazy. But then what happened was there was a bailout. So the Wall Street bailout package was now approved. The Wall Street bailout package was approved on the first week of October 2008. And so this bailout helped several banks you know it helped several banks it helped bear and stands it helped fanny and freddie it helped several banks to at least get back on their feet because they lost literally billions of dollars and it also included um some stimulus packages as well for people that lost their jobs their homes and all of that but it was it was a really really it really damaged the economy it was a it was a major blow in fact if you check um the annual returns and the annual economic performances you notice that 2007 stroke 2008 um economic performance it was it was bad it it almost even seemed like it was going to be like the great depression that happened you know in the 19 1928 or so it was really really bad in fact the amount of money spent by the banks for the um bailouts was in several billions of dollars several hundreds of billions of dollars was what the banks needed was what um wall street needed to bail out the banks and for relief programs and all of that so this is essentially what led to the financial crisis of 2007-2008. In fact, I would say it was majorly greed. I mean, greedy banks wanting to profit off of investor money and then with the subprime mortgages and all of that. They didn't have to they did not have to lend money to people that did not have good credit ratings. But I just feel like they did it because of greed and then everything just kept popping and you know going up and going up and think everything just burst and it led to an entire financial crisis and it's sad because people lost their jobs people lost their homes people lost everything many people must have committed suicide killed themselves you know maybe lost their families and these banks that cost the entire financial crisis got bailouts massive bailouts in the billions of dollars what happened to people that lost their jobs and their homes and their entire livelihood i mean that wasn't fair at all but you know this is this is this is this is this is how it has always been <laughs> when the governments control the money they decide what happens they decide who gets the money they print so that is that is basically it so thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the crypto talk now in our next episode we'll be talking about the gold standard the gold standard Tune in next time to have an awesome day. Bye-bye.